Hi everyone, I just wanted to hop on real quickly and explain that we pre-recorded this episode about nine months into quarantine, so that will explain a lot of the things we talk about in the episode. Happy doing! Hello and welcome to Heidi Do Podcast. I am Yael Harudi. And I'm Samantha Vinacor Meinrat. And I'm so happy to be here with you again. I'm always happy to be with you. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. This has been a crazy week. So last week, as you know, Cleveland got hit by, I think, a ridiculous blizzard um, is the, the way that I would best put it. And I still can't see most of my yard, which feels really upsetting. Um, we lost power for less time than you did. We lost power for about 24 hours. Um, the dogs have had an amazing time playing in the snow. Um, but every day I'm like finding just new quirks of my house. Like today I went into the guest room that we don't really use to like try to get some Hanukkah gift wrapping done and discovered there's like these icicles growing outside the window. And as a first time homeowner, this led me to Google like are icicles bad for like, cause they're growing off the roof and turns out like I should be going out there to like knock them all down. But that's actually not the first thought that came to me when I saw the icicles. What was yours? It may fall and oh. like hurt me when I'm going to take the trash out or. Oh, that, that dog. didn't occur to me, <laughs> but I was just like, I've spent so much money on like my gutters this year that I was like, if this is gonna screw with them and I'm gonna have to pay somebody else to deal with these, like I will get out there and knock them down myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, So my blizzard experience was not good at all. But yours was really empowering. Mine, You saved yourself. Like, you didn't need a man. You saved yourself. What? I would be nothing without him right now, honestly. No, you saved yourself. I, I mean, mean, I love Dan, but, like, you saved yourself. Okay, I'm, I need to put this in different words, because <laughs> it's not what I mean at all. He, no, he was, like, the best partner in this whole thing. So it's not that, um, it's not that I couldn't do it myself, but I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> but you did do it yourself. <laughs> Listeners, she did it herself. Don't be self-deprecating. Oh, my God. Okay. Like, I am incompetent, but, like, you... Well, he shoveled way more than me. You bought a snowblower and got a U-Haul. That's true. Um, we had no way out of the house, so that was the only way to do it. We had to get um, a snowblower. Yeah. And the only way to get it to the house... Well, first, I wasn't sure it's going to fit in my car. That seems fair. Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't... A th- it wasn't... A for sure thing and a for sure thing was to rent a u-haul but the funny thing is that we called u-haul to see if they have the trucks available and um they said you can come rent a truck we have trucks but we haven't been plowed yet and so there's no way to get a truck out of their parking lot so they said you can come and try and i was like "Uh uh-uh yeah that doesn't feel like a great invitation i'll just wait so i waited the next day we went got the u-haul so my plow guy did a wonderful job except there are two slight issues with like my driveway right now the first one is there's a mound of snow between like the road and my mailbox which led to me doing what i can only describe as like 
an Olympic gymnast level split what? in the attempt to like reach my mailbox while not stepping into this like bank of snow. Oh, I was I sure just you like slipped. No, on I just the like have to. I, I I think the only phrase that I could use that like gives an apt description is like I had to straddle the snow. Oh my so god! So that was really awkward um, oh and cold. God. And then the other thing is the day the snow came was my garbage day, and I had been reminding Noam. Like we had to get rid of all these like um, tree branches and like clippings and all that. So he took all these branches and he put them into a garbage bag that we are now seven days later is still completely submerged somewhere in my like yard. It's in snow. It's still in the snow. Like we don't know where it is. Oh my God. Um, So that's really upsetting because it's just like, I mean. I had to plant my garbage can. Apply, I said, plow my garbage can out of the snow. Well, and another thing that's missing in my yard right now. Did you see my snow plow job? I have job? seen your snow plow job. It's amazing. I know, right? It's amazing. I could be a professional. You could. Like, I'll it, explain in just a second why I even had to get a snow blower and not a company. If this podcast doesn't make us the millions we intend, <laughs> you, you could take up I think we went plow. into this in two different <laughs> ideas. But the other thing that's missing from my yard and... Listeners, I will post a picture um, on our Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about. My alligator still has not emerged. Oh, from you have the to snow. explain what the alligator is, though. It's an alligator. No, but <laughs> what do you mean by your alligator? So, for those who um, I don't know personally, my house is a bit of a local tourist attraction. Um, I have a series of large, like five foot plus tall metal birds displayed in my yard. And we recently added, uh, I think he's like eight foot long alligator to the, the flock as we call them. And the day that the snow had started, the alligator usually lays on this pedestal that my husband beautifully spray painted to look like water. He's very proud of it. (laughs) And the alligator had slid off of it in the wind the week before. No. And we just like hadn't picked him up. So he was laying on the ground. I don't know why I've given him like a gender pronoun, but he he's I don't know just he's a he now he's a he now I mean yeah and so the snow is so deep that like he's still just completely submerged you don't even see like an outline of like oh you know there's something there like has anything melted some of around here it's melted no some has but some hasn't and like I lost my alligator which is a really weird sentence oh my god and I started to get like nervous. I was like, you know, someone could have taken him that night. And like, we just haven't seen him in a week. Like we will never know because this is never melting. And so my alligator is missing. It's probably there. Okay, thank you. Don't worry. That's very validating. I'll calm you. (laughs) So we got, well, no one was expecting the snow to be this bad. No. So we got, so the snow started. I was like, fine, you know, tomorrow morning we'll get out there. We'll shovel. And then I remembered, oh, and then the, the, the electricity went out. Yeah, we had that. That morning, yep. it was a 9 a.m. Yep. power I was outage. on a Zoom call when it went out. Really? And I had to, like, text people who were on the call with me. Just, like, I did not hang up on everyone. <laughs> like, I just, I lost power. And then it just never came, it, like, it didn't come back for a yeah. whole day. And at one point, everyone in my neighborhood 
like I guess we were all using our data at the same time because then not just like I didn't have Wi-Fi, like the data on my phone wasn't working because the network was overwhelmed. Oh no. So we were just, I mean, I, I read three books in 24 hours. So we had, it was a bit longer than yours, but not that long. I mean, long, not, ugh. Not, not that, much, that longer. much longer. There we go. Um, so ours started at 9 a.m. and then it ended, I think, the next day at like noon. Okay, not bad. Other people, I mean, it was like three days. Like ours came back on around 7 I heard in the some people had three days with no electricity. Yeah. Three days. No, that's what I heard. The knitting store that I go to had that. So, yeah? Like, Did you think that the power was going to be back in like a few hours? I thought it was going to come back in like a minute because like first it flickered and then it really went out. Yeah. So I thought it was going to come back like quicker than it did. And then the one other time we've lost power, we woke up in the morning and it had already come back on. So when I woke up in the morning and it still wasn't back, I was just like, this is terrifying. But it was on by like 730 in the morning and I was up at seven. So... It wound up being okay, but, like, if it was going to be a second day, I was probably going to have to abandon ship. So, I was pretty sure it was going to come back, and I just want to say that this power outage... So, the reason... Okay, the reason I got a snowblower is because my car was stuck in the garage. Our garage is detached. Right. So, I couldn't get in to even release it, re- release the door. Oh and because we just moved here, I have no idea where the key... To release the, do- the door. Oh, yeah. We found ours. Because our garage, it's attached, but it's electric. So when the power went out, we couldn't get out of our garage. Yeah, but there's a handle that oh, you can pull. That's what I discovered. Yeah, but well, and by I, I couldn't. I mean, no, so I, I couldn't get nothing. into the garage. There's no side door. There's oh. nothing. And there is a key on the outside. Like, there's a lock. And I got a bunch of keys when we moved in. None of them are for the garage. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to contact them. We'll either just call a locksmith, Mm -hmm. get someone out here to do that. But the problem is my whole driveway is full with 12-inch snow. So there's no, I couldn't get there. Right. So I can't bring a locksmith to that. Also, no one was driving. Like, I had a company tell me they're not willing to drive out here for it. Oh, my God. This was, like, this was unexpected and crazy yeah so then my only solution was to get that snow blower and then i was like oh no i have to get to the store now because there's gonna be a rush pretty and there was oh i'm sure they sold like 12 that that same hour that we were there that's crazy i mean good for them like glad someone is benefiting because i i made a snow angel that was my big benefit moment except pebbles who's my larger dog for those who are unfamiliar um seemed concerned by mommy laying down in the snow so her reaction to me trying to make the snow angel was to sit on my throat <laughs> while I was laying down um, and to lick me. So then I was stuck in the snow, which was also lovely, but um, a little, again, just chillier than one would hope for in that moment. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I thought was great about the forced snow day and forced uh, blackout was I got to spend a lot of time just kind of like recharging in a way that I wouldn't have. It was almost like a Shabbat if I were Shabbat observant because I was like, I can't zone out with TV or social media and I'm trying to conserve the battery in my phone and all these things. So like I said, I wound up reading three books and like 
playing with the pups and I did a lot of knitting. So in like a very, you know, happy, positive attitude way, I was like, this is really lovely and is a very self-careful day which um, hopefully can be our super um, casual segue into our topic for today, which is the links between Judaism and self-care. This is a topic that I'm super passionate about. Um, I've written about and spoken about a bit before, um, about how before self-care became an on-trend, hashtaggy thing to do with Pinterest pages full of hashtag self-care ideas. Um, I think that Jewish rituals text and collective wisdom really spoke to the things that we're doing today so i'm really excited to uh jump into this topic with you same yay okay before we officially jump into it um also just want to thank all of our listeners once again for joining us for another episode of how do you jew remind you to please follow us on social media we are on instagram at how do you Jew pod? You can find our website, how do you um, Email us at how do you pod at gmail.com. And of course, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast and rate or review us. We accept five star ratings everywhere that you find your podcasts. <laughs> yes, we accept them. We will accept those. I mean, I just, I want to be, you know, welcoming and inclusive. I mean, obviously be honest, but I mean, don't be too honest. <laughs> Okay, fair. Well, you can. You know what? We'll compromise. You can say whatever you want in the review. Just click five stars, and then, like, if you have critical feedback that you'd like to share, write it, but with the five stars. How about you just email us the critical? That's reviews. fine too. <laughs> I don't or, want to see that on social media. That's fair. I'll be hurt. That's fair. As the person who checks our email, I can handle it. So feel free to email us all your feels. Um. But nicely. <laughs> so, um, about self-care. Yes, okay, back to that. When we first started talking about um, the different topics that we were going to do for po- for the podcast, and um, you brought up a bunch of great ideas because that's what you do and you're freaking awesome. Heart. <laughs> um, but when we, when we brainstormed and then you said something about self-care and Judaism, I, I sort of took a step back. I was like, what? Because... I couldn't figure out how we were going to connect those two. Mm-hmm. And yes, everything connects to Judaism at the end. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. That's <laughs> our life. But I couldn't connect those. So I would really love to ask you, what does self-care mean to you? Because I think that will open up the discussion of what are we talking about? <laughs> Great. So I think of self-care as the things we do, practices that we take on that are meant to foster our own emotional, physical, spiritual well-being. Um, so for me, self-care, I mean, Jewishly and not, could take on anything from the the gift of time that when I feel my body, just like my brain fog glomming over and I realize I'm not being productive. My self-care is getting outside, going for a walk, breathing in and out. My self-care might be um, just setting myself up for success. So making sure that every day I have my to-do list, but once I finish checking off the items, um, whether it's again, 
shout out to my knitting store, um, whether it's knitting or reading or talking to friends or taking the time to, instead of just kind of standing in front of the fridge, grabbing whatever I find, actually enjoy the act of cooking and feeding myself and like nourishing um, body and soul. I think that self-care in a nutshell is is the gifts that we give ourselves to take care of ourselves. Um, and I think one of the things that's important to highlight is that self-care is not selfish. I think there's a lot of um, stuff that we one can find if you read the comments online about people spending too much time um, being selfish or, you know, going and getting their nails done and calling that self-care, whatever it is. I don't, I don't have any strong feelings on what other people do to take care of themselves. I think it's really about being intentional and um, incorporating practices into your life that bring you joy and let you be the best version of yourself for you and for others. Yeah, I love what you said. Um, you know how at the, on the airplane they tell you in an emergency, if anything happens and the gas masks fall down, you need to take care of yourself first in order to be able to take care of others. Exactly. So that's how I see self-care. Yes. When you take care of yourself, you're just helping yourself to be a better human being. You know, when you're calm and relaxed and happy, mm -hmm. then you're obviously way more um, easier to be around, but also you can take care of others right. once you've been taken care of. So I love what you said about don't see it as being selfish because it's not. I actually, I actually think it's the opposite. Right. No, I think it's a gift for for everyone, and I like. I think also it can take different forms at different parts of our lives. I remember. Um, and I want to give an apology to the teacher that I said this to, um, <laughs> in case somehow you found our podcast. Um, when I was living in Israel, I decided that I was going to take this meditation class. Like it was a Jewish meditation thing. And I had never meditated before, but a bunch of friends of mine were doing this. It was like one evening a week. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go meditate. Um, long story short, I sat through one class <laughs> and then I said to the teacher, like, if we spent, if I, if I didn't spend this hour here, like thinking about my breath and whatever, um, I could have gone to the grocery store and thrown in a load of laundry and started like, you know, these six different emails. Like all I was doing was thinking about my to-do list and how the meditation thing felt like a waste of time. And he said to me, that's exactly why you need to be here to be able to learn how to like calm your mind and all these things and I never went back to the class um because I was so convinced that like I it would be so much better for me in terms of calming my mind if I could have checked those six things off my to-do list in that hour instead of sitting there meditating while in the back of my mind knowing like would I have done six productive things in that one hour or would I have binge watched like other people's Instagram stories um we can all guess what the answer is but I always think about that because I'm not a meditator it doesn't particularly speak to me um but I think there are times where the best gift that we can give ourselves is something totally practical that there are certain days where I'm like you know what the best self-care that I can do is I know I'm gonna have a crazy day tomorrow let me run my errands today so I know that I have food in the house you know I've taken care of what I need to and then there are other times where I can do 
the more um, like therapeutic or meditative things, whether it's again, like the walking, the knitting, all of, all of that. So sorry, meditation teacher that I never came back to your class. I don't connect to meditation either. Not, I don't disagree with it. I don't think that people that are doing it, it's wrong. I think it's just something that I don't like doing. Um, I do like calming myself in other ways. I mean, after like really, really bad days, the best, the best thing that I can do for myself is just sit in a bath. Mm. Just like lay there and disconnect. And maybe that's a version of meditation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what are the other, what do you do? What are your self-care practices? Um, God, I'm going to sound horrible. I love pedicures. <laughs> um, I love pedicures. Pedicures are amazing. I can't do my nails. I mean, my hands because, um, because that's my job. Your I, job is to do manicures? No, because I work with food. Got it. That makes much more sense. Like, hands, I know that's not your because job. Because my hands are my job. That was a really ridiculous comment. So, <laughs> sorry. No, it sounded like that. Um, I probably wor- I probably put it in the <laughs> wrong words. But, um, so I can't do my, 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 like my hands mm-hmm. because I work with my hands. And there's, I, I've tried for years. Like, I've tried all the different methods of doing it, and every time I ruin it because, yeah, because, you know, you, when you work with your hands, you don't always think of, oh, I'm going to pick this up lightly because right. no, I can't. Right, no, definitely not. And also, I can never have long nails. I have to have them short. Okay. That's okay. Because... As the people who eat your food, we appreciate <laughs> that sacrifice. I do work with gloves, so the water is not the problem, um, and the whatever color whatever is not the problem the problem is that i work with my hands and it's not comfortable to have long nails oh and also i just i just found it's a waste of time because like i would pick up like a pot or something and all of a sudden my nail is broken i'm like ugh, why did i go through all that time of getting them done <laughs> I, <laughs> I just need to go again like once a week so i gave that up but it's all about the pedicures it's all about the pedicures now pedicures all about it love it um, plus, I do spend a lot of hours on my feet, so that helps. So they need to be smooth. I understand. So that's uh, one self-care thing that I do. Um, sleep. Sleep is, is amazing. so important. I make sure to get at least seven hours of sleep every night. And yes, it. I do have a lot of nights where I cannot do that. Um, for instance, holidays <laughs> when um, I do when those are my busy times. I think what you've been doing lately, I would refer to as binge baking. <laughs> yes. Like if we, if we could give an exact term to your life lately. Like I don't know if my voice can sound tired, but I am <laughs> very tired. Um, but I still try. I still try to get a good night's sleep mm-hmm. because that is important, and I think our body needs it. And I think that lately I've found um, that I can really listen to what my body needs. Mm-hmm. Like if I start losing it, like just can't think of what I'm supposed to do. I stop for a second and I think, have you had coffee today? <laughs> have you eaten anything today? Are you just tired? Could you do this tomorrow? Could you not do this now if you're so tired? I just, I try to, I try to make my day work in a way that I could get seven hours of sleep mm-hmm. without being stressed. Yeah. Because if I get into bed and I know I only have seven hours, but I need to get up and I have to like run and do this and do that and do all these like things and I'm, 
I'm not relaxed. So when I get into bed, I try to be as relaxed as I can and have an actual good night's sleep. So that's one. And the pedicures. Um, You know, I don't really think... Oh, okay. I do have one more. Okay, I'm ready. Again, I'm going to sound... This is going to sound horrible. You sound amazing. But this is what makes me feel good. Whatever makes you feel good. We don't yuck other people's yums, food or otherwise, <laughs> on this show. I know we've been quarantining forever. Um, I think, yeah, it's been not a year, but like nine, nine months. months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we get about a quarantine baby at this point. <laughs> oh, some people have. <laughs> okay, so what's your thing? So, um... When I leave the house, I I don't put on makeup anymore. That's I don't cool. do my hair anymore. And the other day, you and I had to do that. You and I we had did. to put on yes. makeup and and do our hair. And I have to say that really affected me. Um, so I have decided. My God. <laughs> that when I leave the house, even though it's quarantine and there is no reason for anyone to see this, and it's gonna be hidden under a mask. I'm still going to do my hair and do my makeup. But I think that's great. If you feel good, like, that's that's what you're bringing to yes. the world. I I was really confused by the whole concept because <laughs> I this was the first time I've put on, like, actual color on my lips, not just chapstick, <laughs> in nine months. And then I had to put the mask on. And then I was like, oh, great. Now I have, like a lipstick mark on my mask and like it didn't occur to me that that was yeah my mask was full of makeup on the inside well maybe we should explain why we had to put makeup on oh well i'm sure that everyone already knows because they <laughs> you know have gone on our website and checked out our instagram but we had photos taken um for our website and our social media presence um for the podcast so um again check them out like all of them um <laughs> We think they're wonderful. Um, I think my face looks weird in most of them, but if we're being honest. I found out how much, how much weight I gained in quarantine through these photos. <laughs> Finally, a mirror. <laughs> As I said, I found out that somehow, like, I went to the doctor recently, and I'm on paper not vitamin D deficient, but, like, my skin is borderline ghostly at this point, so I no. obviously need more time. No. I don't <laughs> agree with that at I all. need more time in the sun. And I I'm, think you look beautiful. Oh my God, you're the guys. But also we were outside, and we were outside, outside there's a lot of sun, and it and was snow. after the snow, snow. so everything was reflecting. So I blended into the snow. <laughs> well, I was wearing white, so. <laughs> no, just my face was just like there. Your face was blending, my shirt was blending. It was all blending in. <laughs> but no, that was, that was really, it was nice to like, yeah, to, to just to get dressed and to feel right to feel good. It felt I, normal. Right. I feel equally good in these straight up pajamas that I have worn oh, today, same. but uh, it's a different kind of good. So Samantha came over to record today and I opened the door and she looks at me and says, why are you dressed like a snowman? And I looked at her and I said, I'm not just any snowman. I'm Olaf. Yes. Yeah, Elle is currently <laughs> recording in an Olaf onesie. Yeah. I mean, which I just had an which again. I have only respect for the onesie. You go I just big was, or you go home. I was just confused <laughs> because, like, if there was a theme to our day, I would have dressed for the occasion as well. The theme which, is self-care. I am oh, self-caring. There we go. I am wearing my okay. onesie. I, I mean, that's fine. I'll take that. <laughs> that's my self-care. I will take that. I love a good onesie. So self-care is also a be comfortable. Absolutely. I'm comfortable. So I, I don't wear heels anymore. Do you? 
I didn't before because I'm clumsy. Um, so no. I mean, I'm not talking COVID times because there is absolutely no reason to wear heels know. now. I'm talking like, I don't remember the last time I wore heels. I probably have an injury from it. So, like from the last <laughs> time I did. Because, yeah, I just... Uh, it's all about being comfortable. Exactly. As someone who, like, I can trip on anything. Like, I could fall upstairs. Um, I, I'm i not qualified for such things. I have a sad thing to tell you. Well, did it, you fall upstairs? No, Toto did. Toto. It's not... So, okay, I freaked out. But because it has a good ending, so I can tell it. Um, I was walking up to our bedroom. Okay. And she... You know, like she always does. She's, She's a follower. Me up. Yeah, yeah. Totally we, a follower. We were gonna go to sleep, so she runs after me, and she runs up the stairs, and the stairs are very steep, and she is very small. She missed the last step. How many did she fall down? The whole flight. Oh my god! She missed the last. She's like the size of one of your stairs. <laughs> I know. She's like the height. Like it's the yeah. same height. So she missed the last one. I guess she got really tired by the end of it. And she just slid the whole way down. And I had things in my in my hands. And I just let out this, like, yell. I I was like, no! And my mom, she's still here. (laughs) She's moving to her house in, like, 10 days? No, she's not. Something like that. (laughs) Actually, I don't want her to move out. She's actually not. (laughs) I'm enjoying this. She just has this other house. No one will ever live in it. It's fine. I think we should rent it out and she should just stay here. Exactly. We're having fun. But I'll take her house and then we can rent my house Actually, I'll take her house and, you know, I'll give this one. I love her kitchen. It's like my dream. I just really want to live in walking distance to my knitting store, which is like a huge plus. And again, I miss sidewalks so much you can have this house has 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 sidewalks it does the city even just plow them wait was toto okay i mean i just saw toto so i know the story so she was she so she slipped down and i had stuff in my hand and i just let out this huge yell my mom was in the shower she runs out i don't even know how she heard it that's mommy (laughs) magic is what my mom would say she runs out what happened? And I, I like threw everything I had in my hands and I was just running after her. And I, I, it's like, I saw it in slow motion. That's the worst. She rolled, like oh, she no. just rolled down Why the stairs. Why are you telling this story? And then so at the end of our, of our stairs, I have this like little table, yeah. which I, I set up all our Hanukkah things yeah. on it. So it's like our Hanukkah table. And she just bumped into that. And then she just stood up and ran. Where? Under the dining room table. She was so scared. She was terrified. I was terrified. Oh, no. I ran after this her. This is a horrible story. I know. I ran after. No, it's it has a good ending. Okay, so good. I ran after her and I, I just wanted to make sure. First of all, when she slammed that table, I was like, she's not getting up. I was sure. I would lose my mind. I was sure I my dog just like died right in front of me. I was I was sure because I wouldn't survive all those stairs. And she's so tiny. And she's so tiny. And she just got up and ran. So she was fine. She was fine. I ran after her. Obviously, I made sure she was okay. I checked all of her body. I took her for a walk to see that she's walking fine. Everything is good. The next day, I made sure to massage her because I was pretty sure. Self-care for Toto. <laughs> get massages. Well, I was sure. You know how, like, after we fall or something, like, we tense up? Yeah. Because of all the adrenaline and then, like, our muscles react. Yes. I, okay, I'm, like, explaining this No, the I appreciate way. it. But 
So I was sure that she was, um, she was you know, tense. she was tensed up because of because of the fall. So I massaged her. Oh my God, that sounds lovely. <laughs> like all day, every like the whole day, she was just next to me, and I just massaged her the whole day. That sounds so nice. I felt so bad Poor for her. Toto. I know. So that's it. So but we have a new okay. law. She's not allowed to walk up or down the stairs. We carry her. <laughs> What a life she leads. <laughs> so Toto is really like the queen of self-care. I don't know if it's more for her or more for it's me. It's all about you. Because I can't go through that no, again. No, never again. <laughs> she forgot. Like, that killed me. She's over it. She's Toto fine. isn't allowed to do stairs. Okay. She's fine, but <laughs> we, we, we don't allow her to walk up or down because it scared me. <laughs> you know what? But like this really feels, again, like Toto is having living her best life. And now you also have peace of mind. Yes. That like, so it oh, all we're getting a, like a baby. Gate. We have a baby gate for the dogs, and we have a ranch level house. Like so, there's <laughs> there's truly no reason. Well, that's to close off sections. I need to just make sure she doesn't walk up the stairs. Toto. Yeah, today I ran upstairs to like change my clothes before you came. Yeah, I wasn't wearing this. You put before. effort into this one. I put effort into this one. I appreciate it. I was in my pajamas. <laughs> I am still in my pajamas. To but side. I ran upstairs and I kept looking down to make sure she's not walking up after me because I was just going to yell, no, and she starts walking poor, up. Poor traumatized puppy. <laughs> poor traumatized mommy of I'm puppy. Traumatized. Yeah. She's not. No, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. Yes, that that is what Noam always reminds me when I'm traumatized by anything about our dogs. Like, they didn't notice and <laughs> I am like forever changed and will never recover as a human. That's what happened to me. It's horrible. That's it. Like, I can't see a dog walk up the stairs anymore. No. Oh, that's so scary. It killed me. Poor puppy. Yes, poor puppy. But I mean, she's fine. That's the funny thing. She's okay. I'm traumatized. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was Toto's self-care. <laughs> Thank you for sharing Toto's self-care. I had to get that off my chest. I appreciate it. And like, we're all, on behalf of everyone I listening, time. <laughs> we're all really glad that Toto is okay. I am too. My no God. one's more happier than me. <laughs> oh my God. Me too. I would have, oh my God. I love Toto. That would have not been okay. She's the best. Um. Wow. Okay. A lot of feels here. This is a like, there should have been like a trigger warning on this episode of no, just like tra- I, I traumatizing like, story. I like catching you off guard. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to segue out. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, get back to so, topic. To clarify, Toto is fine. Toto is fine. Everybody's getting self cared here. Great. She got massages out of it. No, no more self care than that. Thank awesome. you. All right. Some of the things that I think are interesting about the links between Judaism and self care, mm-hmm. um, in my again attempt to like recover from this topic. I love the segue. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I think that like what makes it really subtle is that I'm naming it as like guys segue time. Um, but some of the things that I just I think are amazing that are built in mm-hmm. are like the again the rituals that we have that are they're ancient they're from like the torah and only now in terms of like modern psychology and like these self-care practices we're seeing how they're so aligned so things like shabbat and this practice like we've talked about in previous episodes of hosting of how judaism is so centered around community and of having this time where you and whether or not someone has um, a particular shabbat practice 
at least this idea of winding down, of marking time as separate and special. And yeah, I'll just put the hood of her Olaf onesie on so I cannot look at her. <laughs> um, but I love it. Um, but like the, the Shabbat practice, but another piece of Judaism and self-care link that I actually really love is mikvah. Um, and the practice of going to a mikveh for those who are not um, well-versed on the practice. Um, a mikveh is a pool of water. Um, it's usually collected rainwater or water coming from some other natural source um, that you immerse in for, um, I would say, body purification and ritual purposes. So someone might, if they have a mikveh, practice um immerse a bride before their wedding um a woman um after her monthly cycle um are some of the traditional times that it's used men um can immerse really daily if they choose to or often before holidays um you can immerse your silverware to make it kosher to bring into your home but also let's just explain it's different oh yeah it's different the silverware one is not the human one separate for it's also separate for women and men it depends where um okay i've been to gender inclusive mikvaot and but also there's this whole practice of um again especially in more liberal jewish circles really just using the mikvah and this ancient ritual to mark whatever it might be, transition time. I've, I, I've experienced like beautiful moments where um, if someone is doing a gender transition, if someone has finished chemo um, and they want to reconnect with their bodies in a different way, they'll choose That's to beautiful. immerse. Um, I've seen for, well, again, for conversions, um, that's a part of the process for many. Um, I've seen people immerse to mark, you know, whether it's a graduation or um, I remember one where it was getting out of an abusive relationship and wanting to just kind of wash. Oh my God, that, that is beautiful. Like there are just amazing ways to use it. So in my mikvah practice, the first time that I ever immersed was before my the week before my wedding. Um, and I remember going to the mikvah and my mom had been really nervous about me going because it was something that I was so excited about. And when she had gone before her wedding, she had not had a positive experience with it. Um, So she didn't tell me until afterwards that she had been so nervous because I had like built it up in my head as something I was looking forward to. And she didn't want me to be let down, which is such a mom thing to like take on. Like, I'm so worried my child won't have this hyped up experience. Um, And I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that it was a ritual I wanted to take on and it was something that I was looking forward to. And then when I got there and the the mikvah guide um, walked me through the steps of how, like when you shower before and cleaning yourself and all of what that means because the tradition is to enter the mikvah fully naked. So I took out, like I didn't just disrobe, you take out all your piercings. Um, they have, at least in the place that I I'd went to for that one, um, all of these like self-grooming items to like get out dirt from under your fingernails to like you floss your teeth, like everything to be as clean as you possibly can be. And 
not that I like don't shower regularly. I shower daily. Um, but I felt like usually when I shower, it's with a, um, technical purpose in mind of, okay, like jump in shampoo condition, gotta dry off and go like start the rest of the day. And like, I shower on the run in the mornings. And this was so soothing of like the only purpose to this is taking care of myself and acknowledging my body. And there's nothing like, I don't know, between me and this water. And so I decided because I had such a great experience with it that I wanted to take on like a personal practice of mikvah and to know that like once a month, um, regardless of however busy I am and whatever else is happening, um, that I would take this time to like, like you were saying about the bath, like to just kind of get fully zenned out and complete this ritual that for me, it was self-care because of the time I gave to it and myself, because it put me in relationship with my body, um, that it wasn't, you know, just like, again, okay, I'm showering because I need to like present myself in the world. It's I'm doing this just for me. Um, and just for, for this time that I have with myself. Um, and I think having moments like that, especially for women, like built into kind of Jewish tradition, um, you know, I'm, I, I don't have kids. Like I, I don't have a lot of, um, the, the, the pressures on time that many other women I'm sure do, but like for women who take on this practice to say once a month, I'm going to like my own private spa day that I'm giving <laughs> myself. Yeah. And like, I'm leaving, you know, my, my husband's at home and my case, my dogs are at home. You know, my to-do list is at home and I'm stepping into this space. That's fully mine. Um, do you still do that? Not during COVID. Um, but up until COVID, you did it every month? Um, so my mikvah practice was is not like halachic. Like I, it's yeah. something that I've chosen to do. It's not something I feel obligated to do. So I would say the majority of months, yes. But like, and again, I, like, I, I know that other women who like take this on as like more of a mandate as opposed to I've really seen it as a choice, um, you know, every month, you know, no matter what, would go and do it um for me it if i was traveling you know whatever but um in general it's something that i've tried to to take on and embody i know you also said that you did it a week before your wedding i did it the week of my wedding i don't actually remember which day it wasn't the night before because my wedding was in new york and the mikvah that i went to was in dc um because you're allowed i mean by the like the Rabbanut mm -hmm. in Israel. Um, you're supposed to do it the day before, but right. um, but they will allow you to do it two days before right. if you do not meet your husband until the wedding. Right. So this was again much more of an opt in, and like I, you know, did it on like a day again adjacent to, and it was the week of, and it felt convenient. Yeah. Um. What? And that was like the yeah. You know, I, I feel like, again, you know, we all do what we can. That was My experience where was so I was different. Yeah. Well, so, yes. I mean, I don't know if the listeners remember or not, but I did um, get married mm -hmm. seven years ago. I think I got divorced. Mazel tov. Seven? It's what been year? seven years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Revelations happening all over so the place. nine years yeah. ago, I got married. That's crazy. That is crazy. So that was the last You were time. like a child bride. I know. I was okay. 23. I was. I was 
Tiny. When I was 23, I'm pretty sure I was actively sleeping in a bed with pink polka dots. Still, like, like I was okay. not qualified to be someone's wife. Not that I, not that I'm not saying that it's young. I think it's yeah. young. I think 23 is very young. Um, I'm sure I, others are more mature all, than I was I at 23. I would not change a thing about any choice or anything that I went through in my life because yeah. I think it really built me up to who I am today. But don't forget that kid that Israelis are so different. Absolutely no. You had already done in the those army. Ages, like, yes. I mean, I've like I've done the army I've lost friends in the army like I mean I've gone through so much by the time I I I lived in Australia for seven months no absolutely like it's not a commentary on your it's on my like I traveled the world alone I mean I've done things before that she's done things (laughs) (laughs) no but I've done things before that so I was really mature at 23 but I mean yes it is young I'm not if but again, if I could talk to myself back then, I would not change it. No, no, absolutely. It's important for me. Okay, so say. your mikvah experience at 23. My mikvah experience at 23, totally different. Um, first of all, I did it because I had to do it. Um, it's It was complicated. Like, you get this, like, we, I had to go through classes. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to go through, like, three hours, I think. Some places do it three days. It's yeah. crazy. Three hours of classes. With this, uh, with this woman that explains to you your duties. Yes, we live in the old ages. Your duties as a Jewish wife. I have full respect for that. Yeah. But um, I was in shock. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So then, so then that brought me to the experience of of the mikvah because I, I went to the to the whole mikvah thing not thinking this is for me this is me connecting with me Mine was myself, very hippie. my body yes. like it was a totally different thing I was like this is so I can get married if she doesn't give me the slip at the end of at the end right. of you know the 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 tvila at the end of the immersion the immersion if I don't get the slip from this from the woman that's in charge of the mikveh I can't get married in two days what am I gonna do I have to get like a special slip saying that I can do it two days before I mean this was like everything I had to get it so I can actually get married there was nothing fun about it for me it was horrible I went in I had my mom come with me she had to brush my hair and make sure there's no hair on my back that fell for my head you know, and to make sure that, like, and I had very long hair, hair then, back then, so, like, she had to make sure nothing fell on my back, and I had to go get my my nails done that same day, because they only allow, like, they only allow you to do it if you got them done the day before or the same day. Oh, my God. Because I have these, like, acrylic nails. Mm-hmm. So, it was a project, yeah. getting everything together, just so I can go do that. So after I got married, I didn't do the, mm-hmm. you know, the once a month yeah. kind of thing because I was so traumatized by that. And you know what? I only, I hope, I I hope that I can change that experience. Mm-hmm. And maybe after COVID and after I get married again, <laughs> you and I can talk about yeah. it. And I may like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll start doing that again. Obviously after I get married, but. Yeah, no, and I, I think all, all of these self-care things whatever it is they only work as self-care if they're on your own terms yeah like for me again when like i do not take on a technology free shabbat practice on a regular basis 
um, when I choose to do it, if I'm ever just like, I'm putting all the tech away, I love it and I feel like so into it. Yeah. When I've been in environments where like, I'm on like a Jewish, um, like at a conference or a Shabbaton of some kind and I somehow end up, I always end up with a Shomer Shabbat roommate. I don't know how, but I, I must give off a vibe. I always get a Shomer Shabbat roommate and I'll find myself like bristling against it of like, you like if you're telling me to do this, I'm upset by it. But if it's my choice or if you tell me it's my choice, like I'm very easily persuaded, then I'm just like, wow, what a tech free, like lovely experience. This a break was. from life. So it's all about perspective. Another source, another thing that I wanted to bring was a source that I've been teaching actually a lot this year um, as it pertains to self-care and Jewing, um, especially during COVID. It comes from a um, Jewish source that I actually hadn't heard of before. It's called Kolbo, and it's a collection of Jewish rituals and civic laws. So this verse says, three things bring great anxiety. Great pain, long fingernails, and ripped clothing. And I thought that that was just a really interesting text through this lens of self-care, of if this is what this, like, source is telling us are the, the things that bring anxiety, how do we take care of ourselves to not get into that state of great anxiety, like, as a, a preemptive practice? And as I was looking at them, they've all seemed... I don't, so specific. So I was trying to figure out like, what do they correspond with? And do they represent something larger than these three specific things? Just want to say long nails bring me anxiety too. <laughs> long nails bring me such anxiety. Um, as most people who I've spoken to lately, um, have had to listen to me whine about, um, the day that we went into lockdown from COVID, I had an appointment for a pedicure and an eyebrow wax <laughs> and not that I'm bitter about this or anything and then and I was like overdue for both let's just say that and then for like the two months that like everything was really shut down I think every single day it was just like oh, if I had just gotten my eyebrows waxed everything else would be fine <laughs> because like I would feel just so much better or if I had just gotten my pedicure like then I could enter into all this in such a zen state if my toenails were okay and I don't I, I was being very um let's say grumpy to be kind to my behavior <laughs> about the whole thing so Yes, the, not necessarily fingernails, but, like, the lack of grooming that I feel like that represents, like, colored my whole experience. Because I was yeah. just like, if I had just been able to, like, do this basic thing to care for my body and feel good, then, like, I could deal with, you know, the world coming to a catastrophic screeching halt if my eyebrows were appropriately <laughs> prepared for it. Back to your... Um text that you just yeah, sorry. read. Um, I am trying to connect everything to Judaism and I can't there the two fir the first two things I can't really um, understand okay. but I'm sure you'll have something to say Aww. about it. <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing that says um, um, teared clothes. Yeah. So I'm connecting that to um, grief. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's the because that in, in Judaism that's what you do. Yeah. Um, and like when you're griefing, 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 grieving, grieving, grieving. 
Yes. Okay. Grief and grieving. Gum for gum. Sorry. Um, second language problems. Um, that's a hard word. Grieving. Yeah. Grieving. Okay. So when you're so when in Judaism when you're when you're grieving you're supposed to tear mm-hmm. um, your clothes and that's a sign of that's a sign of grieving. Yeah. And we see it in the Bible and also today. Yeah. Like these absolutely. days. You know how. Um, I think it's in Christianity that you wear black. Mm-hmm. In Judaism, it doesn't matter the color. You're right, supposed you to just your rip your clothes. True. Exactly. Yeah. So, you, so in these days we don't rip our, all of our clothes, but we do do like a rip in the in the shirt, right? Collar usually. Yeah. yeah. To represent. No, that's so true. I hadn't thought of that through this lens of. So that's why I'm grief, thinking that yeah. it's, it's bringing you anxiety because that's what it represents. Mm-hmm. That's at least my. I, my I take like that on interpretation. It. I think like what all of these brought up for me is like the the great pain I feel like could be either physical or emotional. Yes. Um, the long fingernails is like it's our bodies ourselves and the ripped clothing is like how we how we care for ourselves, like our surroundings, kind of how we present yeah. in the world. And I feel like self care practices factor into all of the above great pain whether it's taking care of our bodies physically and listening to ourselves or our emotions i mean i think great pain you know it could be fell down the stairs toto style too soon um <laughs> toto style toto style but like or from now on i fall if i fall i around like it was toto style yeah toto style <laughs> okay um but also like emotional pain obviously like yeah. triggers anxiety for many um, the long fingernails, again, that for me is, it's the physical, just like, how do, how do we care for ourselves in the most basic of ways? And then the ripped clothing is, is what surrounds us, what we, you know, either physically are clothing ourselves in, such as my pajamas, um, or um, like what we, I don't know, just what, what we wrap ourselves in and whether or not we've taken care of it and given it you know, giving it care. One of the things that I think is fun for the crafty amongst us in Judaism is um, this concept of chidor um, mitzvah, to beautify uh, a mitzvah. So when you have a commandment, there's like the most basic level of this is what we've been told to do, but there's like extra bonus points, if I could uh, <laughs> use that terminology, for doing it in the best most beautiful way possible so why many you know of our ritual objects they could be really basic but there are just stunning ones out there whether it's shabbat candles or a hanukkah or a mezuzah like whatever it is there's the you know doing it in the most beautiful possible way so the same thing like we could clothe ourselves um or surround ourselves with the most basic of things um and you know ripped clothing still counts as clothing and like we would be fine but for for those of us who have the privilege to be able to take things to whatever that next level is i think that that often is our self-care you know again for me it's creating the the home that has the things that make me happy in it and not necessarily just having whatever I could find, but whatever I'm able to, to find that joy in. I like everything that you just said. Like, I like, I like that way of thinking about, um, our surroundings as also self care. Yeah. Um, I know this is, I'm, I may be 
I don't know if it's like the same thing or not, but, and again, it just the ripped clothes mm-hmm. kind of made me think of that. But the, our Shiva mm-hmm. ritual. Yeah. I see that a lot. I don't know if it's self-care, but it's a lot of, it's, I think it's more like the community taking care of you when you mm-hmm. cannot self-care. Absolutely. I think that's an amazing way to put it. I think Shiva and like all of our, our death rituals not necessarily self-care, but I feel like they all speak to this like innate knowing about like human psychology before humanity had a language for it of coming and caring for each other, of surrounding a person with love so they're not alone in those initial minutes, but having like stages of grief where like there's the before the body goes in, that initial shock, the first week where everyone is together, the shloshim, those first 30 days, and like all these different kind of layers um, that Judaism gives us to deal with with loss or with life or whatever it might be. I think it all speaks to like there's a knowing and like people knew how to care for each other even before we had documented reasons as to why all of it makes sense. Yeah, the first those first seven days um, when, I mean, you're with your immediate family, mm-hmm. whoever is grieving, um, but you're also surrounded. Mm-hmm. You're it's like everyone comes together and they know that that you need to be taken care of right now. So again, like I don't know if I can see that as um, self care, but I definitely see it as you are being taken care of. Yeah. When you cannot take care right. of yourself. I totally agree. I think there's the layers in Judaism that we have self-care. And then we have communal care. We have this responsibility yes. towards each other and to raising up those who, for whatever reason in any given moment, can't um, or aren't able to care for themselves. I love that. I love Judaism. Same. There's um, so many beautiful sides to it. And, like, the mikveh is to- is most definitely self-care right it's, I love but it. through the right lens and then okay i have another one for you ready keeping kosher mm-hmm. is actually self-care okay i'm ready if you think of all the kosher laws mm-hmm. that we have it's just the healthy way of actually living mm-hmm. like it is healthier to separate your meat from your milk because the digestive system cannot um, it cannot digest. Okay, it takes longer to digest meat, and then it takes longer to digest red meat than chicken and, and turkey. It right. takes less to digest less time to digest mm-hmm. um, milk products. So if you actually think about our laws, mm-hmm. they are based on. Right, no, they're based, that. yeah. And the people that keep kosher a little more strict, so for instance, for red meat, they will keep, keep six hours, right. but for chicken, three. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, it is, I mean... Right, it, no, it makes sense. It's actually the healthy way. Yeah. So I think that's also kind of self-care. Absolutely. No, I think that anything that we do that brings us, like, intentionality and, like, added meaning to our lives and that we are able to associate with bringing like extra good to ourselves, I feel like can fall under the banner. And I think part of what I love about self-care is that it can look different for every single person. It can look different for each of us on a day-to-day basis based on what we need in our lives and what gifts we can give ourselves. And ultimately 
as long as we're all reaching for that same like goal of being in a good healthy relationship with ourselves like I, I hope everyone is able to develop the practice that matters and means something for them um whether or not I would ever do it or I would even recognize it as self-care yeah. shout out to everyone I know who runs marathons like I don't understand <laughs> you but I respect your choices after I spoke about how much weight I gained in quarantine I think we pretty much um figured out that I don't understand them either. I don't understand but like I wish you only good things oh definitely in your I have marathons. so much respect for whoever could do that I couldn't but so much respect yeah no not not in me but like <laughs> you know nice walks um well this was lovely it was uh, will you um take us out now? absolutely <laughs> so we hope that um listening to our podcast will be part of all of your self-care rituals this week um and also want to remind you of all the ways to be in touch with us to share feedback um connect um and otherwise give us a shout out you can find us on instagram at how do you do pod find our website how do you do pod.com you can email us at how do you do pod at gmail.com and of course please 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 subscribe to how do you do um on spotify apple podcasts wherever else you are listening give us a five star rating um and or a review and on that note we look forward to seeing you next time and until next time happy doing